It makes you think it's one movie and then it's something completely different. Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark 4 powering up. Mark 17 powering up. Mark 44 powering up. All suits are online. Welcome to House Party Protocol. Power of Suits and welcome in to another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will, and with me today is the one and only Merzane. This 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 back-to-back weeks, Merzane? I know, right? Like, what's going on here? What are we doing over here on this show? Well, Suits, today we're going to kind of do like a crossover HPP special report, kind of all jammed, packed into one, because I thought it would be fun. And it's the last show of the year, so fun things coming, and... I, I'm going to make some announcements later on in the show. We've also got our giveaway to do today to finalize all of that for the Weapon X set, so I'm excited for that. And yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a fun and jam-packed show, and it's going to kind of kick off the new year for us. So I'm I'm very, very excited today because it's just, yeah, man, it's about to be 2023. Can you believe it, Merzane? No, I can't. I feel like it's still 2022 is still just starting. Uh, it really it does feel that way. And like when I think back through the year, right, it's it's been a really great year of MCP and it's been a really great year of content. I think like I, I personally am proud of the content I've put out, but I think the other content that's been out there that's popped up uh, all over the place has been really great. I mean, I know you guys at the Gamers Guild, starting up the podcast this year. You've got our friends over at Fury's Finest. They've been crushing it. The Danger Room's been solid. Strike Better. Uh, there's so many to name. Infamous, check them out. Uh, the Hit Crit Wild people. Like, you know, I I normally don't like just promote everybody else around here, not because I don't like them or anything, but, you know, keep the brand within the brand, all that fun stuff. But it's it's just cool to see everything growing and 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 popping off as it were around this community. And I feel like that 2023 as big as 2022 was, is going to be even bigger. Yeah. Like it, it blows my mind how much content there is for this game and not just like content, right? Like successful content. Like people yeah. are, are listening to all these people and there's all these different ideas flowing. And I think that's a really good sign for like the game. Like, yeah. If absolutely. that many people are willing to listen to that many voices, then there's got to be a lot of people wanting to play. That's exactly it right there. And, you know, it's one of those things that's there's just been so many that have popped up. And it's one of those things suits those of you that give me your time and, and give us your time. It's valuable. And to the point of there are so many different parts of MCP content out there that you choose to be here with us. It's one of those things that I just I'm eternally grateful for. And I, I just want to show that appreciation. And I hope that it comes through in this show how appreciative I am of your time. So in order to stop wasting your time, <laughs> let's let's now move on and talk about 
what we're going to talk about today, and that is we have some tactics cards for Rhino Merzane, and I don't know about you, but these are pretty spicy. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rhino looks cool, right? Like, we yeah. look at Rhino's card and we think, that's a cool model. And then we look at these cards, these tactics cards, and we're like, wow, these are really, like, kind of buck wild. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are buck wild indeed. Like, it's pretty crazy. So, they come with three. The first one, and arguably, I'm going to say the craziest one, Brace for Impact. Race for Impact do be pretty nutty. Not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of funny how we already have, what, three copies of Brace for Is it two or three copies of Brace for Impact, and this will be a third? I think this is correct. That's the third. Yeah. Now, I, I, do, have to, I do have to confess something. What's that? Uh, the way I read tactics cards is I don't read the names first. I just read the effects. Uh, so I got, because Brace for Impact is like, Two paragraphs, right? Yeah. Uh, I definitely got halfway through the second paragraph, which, spoiler alert, it's actually just two sentences uh, before I realized, wait a minute, is this just Brace for Impact? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Characters that spent power do not, wait a minute. (laughs) I've seen this text before. What's going on here? This sounds really familiar. I was thinking, like, you're kind of, like, in your head as you read this, you're like, this sounds pretty good. Wait a minute. (laughs) Oh, that's why. Wait a second. It's because it's Brace for Impact. Yeah. So. The other tactics cards we have are probably the real ones where we're really popping off, and that is Rhino in a China Shop, which, <laughs> what a great name. What a great name. It is unaffiliated. It is an active tactics card, so that means it has to be used on your turn. And there's another bit of text here. Rhino may play this card at the beginning of his activation. So it has to be the beginning of his activation, which I think is an interesting bit of text here. So Rhino has to play it right when he starts. He's chosen to activate kind of a thing. The next attack Rhino makes this activation adds dice equal to the combined size of all terrain features destroyed this activation. At the end of this activation, Rhino suffers two damage so merzane i don't know about you when i read that i'm like okay cool so i've just got to find a way to destroy a boatload of terrain on rhino's activation and we're off to the races yeah i mean pretty much and it's like a weird helios laser yeah i mean it could really be out of control and another thing to note here there's no power cost associated with this you just play it true i actually didn't notice that (laughs) yeah so the the cost is that rhino suffers two damage but cool like you'll you'll take the two damage when he's got seven on his healthy side to potentially load up an insane attack and let's not forget that rhino has the ability to destroy size two terrain as part of his stampede so that'll cost you two power he's also got the terrain throw of size four so There's a world where if you have enough power, which, you know, that's never a guarantee, but if you have enough power, you could at least make the gore attack something pretty insane where it goes from five, and then he destroys a size two, that makes it six, then he throws a size four, then that would be 
what? So a seven uh, and then another four, that'd be 11, right? Mm-hmm. And then if he throws that size four into another piece of terrain, let's say a size three piece of terrain, then that would be 14. And that's before you factor in other tactics cards that can do stuff. And obviously that costs a lot of power. And it's one of those things, if you're going to play this, I would probably guess that you're going to be playing it to just do the gore on its own, then follow up with a stampede because you can buff up your your basic attack, get the power equal to the damage dealt, follow that up with a stampede. But if you really want to just go full tilt, you stampede to, to kill that extra terrain, get the two dice from stampede, then add in all the other dice there. Yep. Yeah. I was thinking about this with like Brotherhood. So uh, Magneto's thingies count as terrain that you can blow up for mm-hmm. this. So you could like put one next to a car and have him run through both of them. And that's just four free dice for you. <laughs> I didn't even think about the fact that he can just run through two pieces of terrain with stampede. There you go. Yeah. Like on a medium base, like, you know, the general generally followed uh, rule is to have things at least range two apart. So yeah. like you could, you could theoretically, hit at least like two pieces and if you're doing the magneto thing like maybe three pieces because he doesn't have to go all the way through it he's just to touch it oh yeah and he does like to reach out and touch things (laughs) god he's so big he's so big he moves so so much it's insane so and there's a world out there someone posted it over on the discords uh, about where you could get like 39 dice it was a mandalorian orange yeah, like it's, uh, you, it, it involves every single one of the tactics cards that you would possibly take. It's like, it takes five tactics cards, and it, it was out of control. Now, I will say, if we want to talk about using this, like trying to really use this, I think that you would probably not want to use any other tactics cards to buff it up, but I think Smash would be one where you could reasonably think, okay, let me use Smash and Rhino in a China shop and try to just really put some hurt on somebody. But I think that's also probably a little overkill as well. But you could do that. And I think that that could be pretty fun. Yeah. I think that you're right. I think Smash is probably the only other tactics card you want to combo with this most of the time. Because like, I think there's just too much opportunity cost for other ones. Yeah. And, and when I think about this card, like I do think this card is useful. Like I think that there is actually utility in this card in a list that includes Rhino, but I think you you want Rhino to be the one generating all the extra dice and not doing it in such a way where it taxes the rest of your team. Yeah, I can agree with that. I can also see this being like a weird deterrent for like, uh, if we get more things like this, like the Green Goblin's Trick or Treat, how it blows up terrain on you when you come in. That's what I was just going to say. Oh, well, with great minds and all that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like it, it's if you're playing into spider foes, okay, cool. I'm going to run towards you. And if you blow up that size three terrain, guess what? Rhino in a China shop's active. So good luck. Yeah. Not only are you going to give me more dice on my attack, but you're also going to give me power to potentially throw something at you. Right. Uh, so. Yeah, it's, it's, it seems like a really interesting like dynamic between that. And as we get more effects like that, we'll see more of those 
times you're like, oh, you really want to blow that building up on me? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I like how this is, you know, tied to Rhino. He can use this whenever he's in any kind of list because it's unaffiliated and it's just him. And so, you know, when you're building a list and you're thinking like, okay, well, I've got that one tactics card slot that I don't ever expect to take, uh, you know, what can it be? And if you've got Rhino in your list, there's no reason not to throw this in there, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. I think this one's a, it's a good 10th, maybe ninth. Uh, and maybe if you have like plans for it, like with, like with Smash, right? Like if you're playing Sentinels, you're bringing Smash and this one, this one could probably work with her too. Um, yeah. I definitely don't think it's his first option though. No, I don't think it's his first option. His first option though, the, the I'm taking this with Rhino every single time is this is a robbery. It is an unaffiliated card. It is active. If it is Rhino's activation, he may spend two power to play this card. Choose an enemy character within range one that is holding an objective token. The chosen character drops any objective tokens it is holding. Rhino then throws the chosen character medium <laughs> this is awesome this one's nuts this one's crazy this is I, awesome I, I can't believe they gave him such a good card i don't dude i mean oh my god i just can't i just can't with this card Merzane. like it's so good because all right let's just break it down so what makes this card so good First of all, it only costs you two power. Pretty easy to get. Second of all, Rhino has no problem getting to within range one of people. Third of all, it is an objective token. So it doesn't matter whether it's a civilian, an asset, a target of opportunity, whatever. It is an objective token. So any objective token someone's holding, he just gets to make them drop it. Thank God. I hate it when they, when they differentiate <laughs> Oh, dude. I, I'm right there with you. I hate that too because... Like, it's just like, wait, which one is this? Can I even use this? And it gets overlooked so much. Yes, I forget so often. Yes. So I love that too. And then to just just put the little cherry on top of this delicious looking Sunday, Rhino throws the chosen character medium. So let's let's read that again. Throws the chosen character medium. Not away, not towards any direction he wants. And then let's just one more time for posterity's sake. Rhino throws the chosen character medium. Rizane, what's missing in that? A size? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you just yeet your sentinel into one of your other sentinels or into like your two threat dude or uh, into your grunts or whatever. Like it could just anybody, anybody holding an objective is up for grabs. Yes. And. I feel like you could say this is a bit of a comp to Do You Know Who I Am, where Juggernaut doesn't have easy access to a character throw, especially on his healthy side. And then, okay, how do we get him that? Well, we give him a cool tactics card. But I like this one because whereas that one makes him throw long and it's, you know, it's a fun card. This one, it's a, you get to make him drop objectives too, which is just so great. And then Rhino's like, cool, I'll take that if he has any power, which... You know, you would think you would have enough power to do that if you do things right. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I love this card. And I think that if you're 
including Rhino in a list, I think this is worth taking. And I think that when we combine the idea of both of these tactics cards, we have a character here that is is going to see a lot of table time. Oh, yeah. this um, I saw some people who were a little down on Rhino when he was first announced, mostly because he doesn't have any way to move people. And mm-hmm. because like he's just, I think I said it too, he kind of just wants to get beat up, and that's how he does his thing. But yeah. this gives him something to do, and this something can just win a game for you. Like, exactly. completely. Yeah, and he can get there. That's the thing. Like, no objective is going to be safe. As we talked about before, Rhino's ability to get literally across the board exists. Yes, absolutely. So, so no objective is safe, really. I just, I, I don't know. I, I think about it this way, too. Uh, his gore places you within one. So if he can get within range three of you with a move and or a stampede, then he is within range one of you for this is a robbery. Exactly. There's a lot of reach. That's a lot of reach. And let me ask you this, Marzan. I mean, like, how do you how do you play around this? I mean, is this is this the kind of card? And are we about to enter a world where having mission objective is going to be critical? I think we've already been like pretty close to that, like with voodoo. Um, we were starting to move away from it a little bit with the um, the changes. There's no more single extracts, which also cuts back on the power of this is a robbery a little bit, right? Like you can't go grab the only thing you can score anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if you're worried about it, and especially if you're taking a list with like big characters like Sentinels, maybe that's a thought um, or not putting uh, an objective on your big guys. Like I play shield with, a Sentinel Prime, you know, if there's a, if there's a Rhino across the table, I'm probably not going to put a hammer on the Sentinel Prime anymore. I'm probably going right. to leave it with that one right. because if I don't, I might get yeeted medium into oblivion or into one of my other dudes. Yeah. And those are just unacceptable things to happen. <laughs> yeah. You mean six damage coming in to somebody that's rolling three physical defense. That doesn't sound yeah. awesome to you. No, it sounds awful. <laughs> It sounds absolutely terrible. It, it sounds sound like my bad. worst nightmare. Yeah, it's pretty bad having having had someone uh, just throw my sentinels around like they were made of paper uh, with ferocity and stuff. It uh, it's it's no fun. <laughs> I can confirm. So played against Black Order and had uh, two of my sentinels turned into pinballs. So yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> lovely, right? No, <laughs> no. So, so that's all for the newly revealed tactics cards. And I just, I'm really excited for this. I think Rhino is going to be a, a pretty, pretty great character. And when does he drop Merzane? Uh, 113, 2023. So January 13th. Uh, is that Friday the 13th? <laughs> I think it is. I think that is Friday, Friday the 13th. Yes. My God. Yes. What do, what are you doing AMG? What are you doing with your life? This is awesome. Oh, that would have been a perfect time to release Black Cat on a Friday the 13th. Wouldn't it, though? Wouldn't it? But alas, we have a Rhino coming, so I am definitely stoked for that. I think he's going to be pretty awesome. And um, yeah, I think we might have to include him in a future giveaway just because he's he's pretty legit, if I say so myself. Yeah, he's really cool. I, I'm I'm really happy with how they handled Rhino. It, it was a very he's a character that's very easily like 
made exceptionally lame by accident, and I think they did a good job making him exceptionally cool instead. Yes, absolutely. So now, Merzane, let us pivot, and uh, let's go ahead and uh, do a giveaway. Let's finish this giveaway off for oh. our Weapon Xbox here. Weapon Xbox? <laughs> Xbox. Yeah. Weapon Xbox One Series X. Yes, definitely Series X. Uh, slash X slash. It's Series 1 X slash. <laughs> Honey Badger Edition. Honey Badger Edition, yeah. So, uh, yeah. We, uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna go to the random comment picker, or it's commentpicker.com, just in case y'all are wondering what I use, and find the Facebook post that is the giveaway Facebook post, and then I've added in all the bonus entries that everyone sent me, which, thank you so much for sending me all these bonus entries. I know I got a little bit behind on responding to everybody, uh, just holiday stuff, just being busy, and I didn't have I should have been keeping up with it as I was going, and I just let it get behind. And so I want to apologize, but I did catch up with everybody last night. So I want to say I appreciate all of you. Thank you all very, very much for um, sending me all the secret codes to all the suits out there, patrons, uh, the Mark V patrons. You got your bonus entries in here. Uh, There's a section where you can add extra entries, so I've done that. And, uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you, everyone, for participating. And let's hit the button, and let's see what we get here. All right. Get comments, and start it up. We have almost 500 entries here, and uh, Andrew Voth has won this giveaway, and his comment is pulled from the comments is, I want the Peter Tingle sense. (laughs) That's pretty great. That's pretty great. So way to go, Andrew. We will uh, be in touch with you. And um, Suits, if you are a part of our Patreon, part of our Discord community, a little surprise here for the end. I'm going to be doing an additional giveaway in there, which I'll be pulling pulling you guys' names from over there. So just be prepared for that. Uh, Be be looking at the Discord, and I will uh, be doing a giveaway over there because, yeah, I want to do something for the Suits. Uh, that have been uh, supporting me and in, in all of that way all this year, and uh, just a little something over there. So make sure to check that out, and uh, yeah, be on the lookout for our next big giveaway. We're probably I'd be remiss if we didn't do the uh, the things that come out in February, which are Agent Venom and Spider Woman, and who knows what else. So yeah, be prepared for that, and uh, yeah. I do have another announcement that I'm going to make right now, Merzane, and it's one that I've been playing real close to the vest, but I think it's something that I'm ready to kind of discuss a little more, and since you're here, I feel like you'll be appreciative of this as well. So I'm going to do, starting uh, near the beginning of the year, we're going to do a House Party Protocol League for MCP. (gasps) Ooh. Yeah. And since you know about making rules and stuff, you're going to be able to help me with this, right? Right? I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, you know what? I was actually, I'm literally today, tomorrow, coming forward, I'm making, I'm going to use the league that y'all used in your local group and like jury rig it into one for my local group. So, I mean, I can just do both at the same time. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah. So, Suits, we're going to be doing a house party protocol league. 
uh, we're going to be doing it through through Discord, so it'll be part of the Patreon program. If you're not a part of that, you can check that out at patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol. And for as little as a dollar a month or 12 bucks a year, you can join us over there and be a part of this. Again, it's a, it's a way to give back to uh, the suits that have have supported me in that way over over this last you know few years and then later on in the year after some some after you know probably around July or something like that we'll do another one and we'll try to make it open more to everyone or or whatever but just a just a little way to to have some fun with the suits and uh you know it'll be just a fun fun thing not super competitive or anything like that but we'll we'll have a prize at the end and uh all of that fun fun stuff it'll be like a little TTS MCP HPP league and we'll have some fun nonsense rules to go along with it because that sounds like fun. So yeah, that'll be our first kind of big thing for next year. So uh, be on the lookout for information with that. So yeah, I'm excited. That's the fun. That's, I'm excited. That's announcement cool. number one. So now, Merzane, let us move on to the next part of our show, the special report-esque part of our show. And we have a list here from our good friend Schultzy. Good old, good old Schultzy. And uh, he has sent us a list. And like we mentioned in the last episode, there's eight big boys in the game right now. And by big boys, I mean big base big boys, right? Yeah. So we've got eight of them. And they're all in a list. And this list, Merzane, what's it called? Uh, I have named it Big Boys with Big Toys. No eyes, all eyes. Because <laughs> I'm bringing the heat. Because you're bringing the heat. I love it. So we've got all eight of the Big Boys. And this is a list that Schultze said he wants to take to Adepticon for some fun games and stuff like that. And I think we can uh, definitely go through this and make it kind of fun and, and see what we can come up with here. So, uh, Merzane? Want to start us off with the characters? Yeah. So this is you'll you'll note that there's not enough characters yet. We're gonna help him get to the full character list. Um, so we have Hulkbuster, Hulk, Juggernaut, Black Dwarf, Rhino, Sentinel Mark IV, Sentinel Mark IV, and Sentinel Prime Mark IV. So that I'm, leaves us with eight characters. <laughs> I'm I'm noticing a, a, an exclusion here that I didn't notice until we just started talking about it, and that is the Kitty Dad is also on a big base. The who? Malekith. Oh, any side? Yeah, Malekith is. You know who else is on a big base? Who's that? Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Yeah, look at that. I th- so I think I, I will say I'm not going to put words into Schultz's list mouth, but. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> but I think the idea is like the the chonky boy squad, and I love Ghost Rider, Malekith solid. Oh, and and Dormammu. What am I doing? We ha- we have way more than eight models on big bases. Uh, but uh, I think the idea is to to kind of keep it to the like the chonk more so than just like the the big things. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, it looks like it's mostly like size four and above, 
I'm like, yeah. Ghost Rider doesn't hit that. Malakith's not a big boy. He's really thin. Yes. And also, with this much meat, how are you going to fit in Dormammu? Exactly. So, so I'm, I'm cool with leaving those out for very specific reasons. Yes. Yeah. So, anyways, we digress. It's still big boys with big toys. All eyes, no wise. All eyes, no wise, baby. <laughs> so, anyways. All right. So, that's our characters. And, again, as you said, we will add the other two here in a second. Our tactics cards. Brace for impact. Directive one. Doth thou knowest whost I amest. Gamma launch. Helios laser a bombardment, making a ruckus, online and operational. Rhino in a china shop, smash, and this is a rubbery. So the way the way he said Rhino in a china shop, I just imagined Rhino, and then in parentheses in a china shop. <laughs> exactly, I love it. See that that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad that my weird jokes come through in audio form because they don't always land for Zane. I'm ultimate dad joke guy over here. So anyways, I, I like all this stuff, but I definitely think that we have some work to do on this list. So mm-hmm. without further ado, let's start with the characters. So mm-hmm. the idea is to bring all of the chonky boy characters, which we have here, and we need to add two more. Now, I don't think there's any chonk characters we want to drop. But in terms of making an affiliation, the only one we're able to play right now, if I'm if I'm doing this right, is Sentinels. Yes. So do we build around playing the Sentinels affiliation, or do we try to just say screw it and not worry about it? So we actually have one more that we can theoretically get into, and that's Avengers. With specifically Hulkbuster uh, leadership. Yeah. But that would be Hulkbuster Hulk and then a guy. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that Your mileage may vary. But right. given that, I do think that Sentinels is probably the primary one we want to go for. But we probably also, also need to be able to like comfortably play an unaffiliated roster. Exactly. Exactly. So I think like the first character that I would want to add to this would be Bucky just in case we needed to try to make an affiliation. Yeah. Uh, Bucky's one that I was definitely thinking about. Okay. So who else you got? Um, honestly, I haven't done all the breakdowns for like all the points because I'm not that smart. Um, <laughs> But some sort of two throat would be really nice. Yeah. Um, and of course, I feel like we're going to go over the same song and dance of like, here's the handful of two threats that we could go with. Um, but like a Koye is good here, I think, to keep uh, your big boys bigger for longer. Uh, you know, Toad can take some of those distracting objective tokens and put them on the side of the board so that your big boys can beat people up. Yeah. Uh, Bullseye can throw a stapler at someone who uh, dared to resist your big boys with one HP left. Yep. Uh, so there's Rocket who can shoot from a pretty safe distance. Yeah. The smallest of boys with the biggest of boys. Yep. It's pretty funny. That is um, kind of like funny. that. I like that um, contrast. 
there's also, and this is going to be weird. There's also Bob for two reasons. Uh, one, uh, he's immortal effectively. Yeah. So he should last forever. And then his, his downside is if he's only the only one left alive, you lose if he's injured, but that shouldn't be a huge problem because you've got big boys and big boys aren't going to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing is I'd argue he's the biggest of the two threats because he brings a rocket launcher, right? The rocket launcher <laughs> is pretty legit, but it it's also a pretty big toy. It is a pretty big toy. It also telegraphs what you're doing in a little bit of a way. I mean, I think that in at no time are you not telegraphing what you're doing in, in a sense with a list like this. <laughs> no, but, you're but, not. <laughs> you know, in terms of like, okay, Bob is is just sitting here. He he launches his rocket once, and then trying to to get a another rocket. I think it's going to be tough outside of the Sentinels. I think the Sentinels are the best opportunity for him to get that other rocket. Yeah, as an affiliation, and so I think that if we put Bob in, we might have to re rethink our tax cards a little bit. I mean, I think we're. Well, I be, think that's the case either way. As I say, I think that's the case either TBH. way. I think Bob's a really interesting one because having played against Bob, the excessive violence attack, you definitely have to account for it and somewhat play around it until he uses it. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like it's a nuclear deterrent until it isn't. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. So I like Bob. I think that Toad is an interesting character here. I mean, as we've said before, there's so many good two threats and they all have a very specific use case. Toad would be the one I would personally lean towards just because you've got all these big boys, not all of them move very fast and you need to be able to at least somewhat play the objective. And with our current state of objectives, a lot of these extracts, there's no single extracts anymore. So you've got to be able to at least get one of the three at a minimum that you're going to have access to. And I think that Toad kind of gives you that. Now, your opponent, obviously, like a savvy opponent, is going to be able to say, okay, where'd you put Toad? Okay, you put him over there. Well, I'm going to activate this character first if they have priority and go get the one that Toad can get. So you kind of have to think about your placement and your deployment and stuff like that. But I still think that Toad is probably the one that keeps you in the game the longest, whereas the other ones kind of uh, assist in doing what you want to do already and that is beating people up and standing on secures yeah toad is definitely like admittedly the real answer if you're looking for <laughs> for the best performing <laughs> list <laughs> there's only right. one good answer and it's right um but i think shulzy here and i'm talking directly to shulzy i want him to imagine me looking at him in the eyes um i know he wants to play someone stupid yeah, yeah. He wants to throw. <laughs> I know he wants to wind. play the worst possible choice. No, 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 no. I know he wants to play the fun choice. The the what is this guy doing choice? Yes, yes. We're, At, these are synonyms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he wants someone to look at you and say, "What is wrong with you?" Yeah. Or why are you this way? <laughs> yes, def definitely the latter. Uh, so yeah, I think that's definitely Bob in this case. Yes. Um, yeah. If for, for all of his casual games, like if you're going to be like 
like scooching around like pick up game tables i think bob is your choice if you're going into like the mainline event though i would say toads yeah definitely definitely so so okay we settled on a two threat probably we'll just say with bob for now just because it sounds fun but is bucky the answer for that last slot so what does bucky open up for us is the question so we if we're taking sentinels we're always taking prime we're always taking a a mark four right which is nine points um that means that without bucky we can get up to 15 points with that layout uh with a three-man layout with one of our hulks if we take the other sentinel that puts us at 13 we have coverage for 15 we don't have to worry about 14 anymore thank god Uh uh-huh um so at 14 points we go or 15 points we go toad with but with all three sentinels yep at 16 we go whatever three threat we add at 17 we go black dwarf or rhino at 18 we go juggernaut at 19 we go hulk or hulk buster at 20 that leaves us with seven more points so we take our three threat and rhino or black dwarf yeah so so, so that's if we're playing all three sentinels as as you yes. go up that chain Exactly. Yeah, that's with all three Sentinels. It's not with a Bucky or anything. So I think that what Bucky opens up for us is just the ability to say, okay, we're going to leave one of the Sentinels at home and and add in a Juggernaut, a Rhino, a Hulk, whatever. Right? Yeah. Because Mark IV and Prime, that's nine. Bucky makes 12. So you're saving a point somewhere. So you can say at 15, well, there you go. You'd have to play it. You would have to play all the Sentinels at 15. Mm-hmm. Sentinels, like 15 would be your weakest one because you'd be forced into all three Sentinels and Toad or Bob. Yep. So 15, 16, you are, let's see, we're at 12. So you just add Rhino or Black Dwarf. My mathing yeah. right? I think so, yeah. Yep, 16, so that's solid. And then 17, you can add Juggernaut in there, which would be pretty great. 18, you can add a Hulk or a Hulkbuster, or, let's see, could you do a Rhino? Yeah, you could do a Rhino and a Toad at 18. Yep. And then 19, you could do a Juggernaut and a Toad. At 20, where do we go with 20? So we're starting at 12. So you could do a rhino, a black dwarf, and a toad? Yeah. Uh, or no, it'd rhino. be a rhino and a, yeah, and a black rhino and black dwarf, yeah. Or a Hulk slash Hulkbuster and toad. Yeah. Yeah, so there's, there's some options there, but I definitely, interestingly enough, think that making Bucky be in this, like after going through this exercise... Bucky's actually more of a hindrance and it kind of telegraphs what you're trying to do. Like it, it kind of locks you into very specific threat values where starting with the Sentinels and saying, okay, we're starting at 13 and working our way up. It gives you more flexibility, but you're only going to be able to add one of the big boys as opposed to with Bucky where sometimes you can get two of them. I think my primary issue is in this list and it's, it, it pains me to say it because I love it. 
uh, is we have too many four threats. Yeah. Uh, if we could swap Black Dwarf for another three, I think all of a sudden we can kick the door down on like our list building options with and have Bucky as the other three. Yeah. Yeah. So I think let's not do that. We want to keep Black Dwarf. It's all Chonky Boys. That's the idea. Or, you know, or nine, I know it's just so hard. Eighty percent Chonky Boys. Okay, so let's do this then. If if you wanted to drop, like, let's say, let's do it two ways. Let's say who's going to be our three if we don't drop Black Dwarf, and let's say who's going to be our three if we do drop Black Dwarf. Let's just do it. That I think way. if we, I think if we do, right? I think if we do, I think it has to be Bucky. Well, I think it just provides yeah. too much flexibility. Absolutely. I completely agree. If we drop Black Dwarf, then I think we definitely throw in Bucky no matter what. So oh, then who would be our other three on top of that? Um, I would say, and because I'm crazy, uh, Nick Fury and the Howling Boys. Oh, yeah. Uh, because of the, uh, the siblings in arms being able to make big bases go big distances. Yes. I, I think that'd be pretty, pretty spicy. Actually. Also, also, if your opponent dares to kill one of your chonkers, you got double got your back to make sure they feel really bad about it. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. It, that would feel so bad. <laughs> like, oh, hey, by the way, you're getting double got your back to did. And uh, yeah, thanks for killing that Sentinel. Oh, and Shield, I do it all the time. And my opponent's yes. just like, why do I keep standing in the danger zone and getting shot by these guys? Someone just watched Top Gun, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I have never watched Top Gun. You've never watched Top Gun? Oh, what never is wrong with you? you? Okay, I'll tell you this so everyone knows it um, because I need to shame her as much as possible. I love you. So my mom, when I was a kid, little kid, my formative years when you should show your children good TV shows and good movies decided to be way funnier. If I watched horror movies because I was really scared. Awesome. <laughs> so I love horror movies. I watched a lot of really stupid horror movies as a kid. Yeah, I did the same thing. I did my mom and, and did definitely did the same thing of like, Oh, well, showing you all the stuff, but also horror movies. So yeah. Speaking of this totally tangential skip for the next you know, 30 second suits if you have, if, if you want to. Uh, just watched this movie recently called Barbarian. Have you seen that? I did. I don't know what I think about it. Dude, I I was like, it, I liked it, but that scene kind of in the middle in when they first find out what's going on and you know what I'm talking about? I was just like, we're sitting there, my wife and I, and we're like, what the F? What the F? What the F? <laughs> Because it just comes out of nowhere. It makes you think it's one movie, and then it's something completely different. I think that's what, like, kind of got me, is I didn't know a whole lot about it going in. We didn't know anything. Oh, I, I think that probably makes it a little better. I had seen, like, the trailer, so I knew, like, what they were hinting at what was going to be the case. And then, you know, when when it when it quickly turns... Like in the very, because like, there's like three distinct parts. There's the first part. And then there's the second part where we're introduced to the other character. Yes. And there's the third part where, where it all collides. Yes. Um, that first part, I think after that, me and my wife looked at each other and goes, how do they fill the rest of this runtime? Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. It dude. was, 
it was weird. I, I didn't dislike it, but I didn't actively like it, which is better than I give a lot of modern horror movies. Like, fair. Uh, my 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 reaction to one of the Annabelle movies when we left, um, we my wife turns to me during credits and goes, "What'd you think?" And I went, "I don't know. I thought it was okay." And yeah. as we get up and we're walking down the ramp to go outside, I was like, "You know what? I don't really think I liked it." And as we're walking out the door, I go, "I thought that movie was kind of bad." And we get to the car and I'm ranting. That that movie sucked. I can't <laughs> believe we just wasted an hour and a half watching this really crappy movie. Like, what is wrong with them? Who thought that was? And she's like, how did you like do that? <laughs> we just marinated on it. That's how it goes, right? For real. Yeah. Exactly. So so Barbarian not being actively disliked by me is probably fine. Yeah. Like it. I didn't hate my time watching it and I would probably watch it again. Uh, to see if there was things I missed. Yeah. But it's, like. It was a drastic turn. It it was weird. It's a very weird movie. It will make you a little uncomfortable at a couple spots too. Oh, without question. But anyway, speaking of making people uncomfortable, let's get back to MCP. So. Yes. <laughs> um. All right. So we've got, we've got Bucky as our three. And you said the, uh, the shooty boys, siblings in arms. Nick Fury Sr. So I definitely like that. I also thought that Hood might be an interesting combination for this list because of the healing, you know, Sentinels are immune to bleed, and if you're planning on playing a lot of Sentinels, that's a really nice little combo. But I don't think you need Hood here, no. personally. So I think that's something that we don't really need to worry about. Uh, I think that another two-threat that could be interesting would be Wong to give the power where it needs to go kind of a thing. I don't know. Maybe right. that's thinking a little bit too big to, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's maybe a little too, I don't know. Uh, but in terms of another three threat and this one's the one where I'm going to get a little weird, Sam Wilson, and then maybe have access to Avengers. Maybe. Um, I don't dislike that. Um, especially since th I think this is the potentially dropping black door. Yes. Uh, universe. Yeah. Um, yeah, that gives you Bucky, right? So we have Bucky, we have Hulk Buster, we have Hulk, we have Sam Wilson. That's four characters, um, that we can like play around with to get, um, to get Avengers affiliated and then like sprinkle people to taste. Exactly. Um, I don't dislike that. And and I just the re another reason why I think Sam is a, an interesting option here, and and I'll I'll explain why is is the leadership specifically and the way that that leadership is worded. It's when this character or an allied character is dazed or KO'd, you choose another non-dazed allied character. Chosen character removes one damage, removes one special condition, and may advance short. A character can be affected by this leadership ability only once per round. So. While I don't expect this leadership to pop off often, again, playing a Chonky Boy squad, what it happens is it gives you a huge deterrent for attacking the friends, right? So, like, if you attack Bob, if you attack Bucky, if you attack Sam, well, one of these Chonky Boys is breathing down your neck. And then, in addition to that, like, let's say you're playing Hulkbuster and you're able to chew through Hulkbuster, who's probably one of the easier ones to get through of those upper echelon threats then well now you're you're again having another chonky boy in your face or rhinos getting closer to someone with an objective for a little you know robbery and uh 
stuff like that. I mean, it's one of those things. And like, if you're playing the Sentinels, like if you're planning on having a Sentinel on your list, I can tell you right now, they go down way easier than you might expect. So being able to say, okay, cool. You're attacking my Sentinel. Awesome. Well, now I'm going to get a Sam leadership out of this. Yeah, no, I, I, I actually kind of like that. I, the more I think about it, the more I kind of dig it. But is it better than Fury Senior? Um, well, nothing's better than the Hoff, so. Exactly. So, Like, your mileage is going to vary. Exactly. So I think, like, if you're at home and you're listening to this and you want to try this because it does sound fun uh, and you want to drop Black Dwarf, I think Bucky, no matter what, definitely just, like, it just helps with list building in the overall, right? You're not locked into certain characters, which is nice. So, so Bucky, and then either Fury Senior or Sam Wilson. And hey, Suits, let us know. Send us emails, housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. Messages on Facebook. Send me messages over on Discord. And, and let us know if there's something else that you think would fit into this list. Because, you know, we're just uh, kind of riffing on stuff that we like over here, I guess. And there's always blind spots that we have. So, so let us know if you think something else would fit in there. I just think the Sam Wilson thing could be kind of fun and, and, and interesting. Now, let's say we're keeping Black Dwarf, all right? Does Bucky yep. make a, does Bucky even matter if we're keeping Black Dwarf? Because if we're trying to play affiliated at that point, we're pretty much locked into Sentinels and, and Bucky doesn't really care about Sentinels. So if we're trying to play unaffiliated, who would be our, our 10th character? I think if we're trying to go for Sentinels, I, I still think we do Bucky. I think Bucky just, it gives us like we, like we talked about, we have like one ladder that we can climb for all the points and Bucky right. gives us another one that we can climb. But it's, but it's more restrictive. I felt like once we kind of went through it, I felt like that the Bucky ladder was more restrictive. And so let's think about unaffiliated. I mean, if you're going to be playing unaffiliated and you just want to have like the beefcake out there, I, I think you're looking at, Nick Fury Sr. again. Yeah, I think we're looking at half of the boys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't I don't see why you wouldn't want to do that in terms of the hop, the siblings in arms, the, okay, cool, you did chew them down, so here, take a shot to the face, and by the way, I'm stealth. Yeah, and uh, also incinerate. You have yes. two forms of incinerate with Toad and him, and uh, your big boys like incinerate. I don't know if you know yeah. this. Yeah. They like incinerate uh, on other people. So, yes, not on themselves. They they absolutely despise it on themselves. Yeah, so I definitely think that uh, that's that's where we go. I would say drop Bucky. If you're not going to drop Black Dwarf, you don't worry about Bucky, and you put in put in Nick Fury Senior. That's that's yeah, how I, I, I I can I can dig that. Yeah, so. So, okay, we've got a little bit of a list forming here. We've got, uh, let's imagine we've got Black Dwarf, Hulk, Hulkbuster, Jugs, Rhino, both Sentinel, Mark Forest, Prime, and then we said the fun lit option, Bob, the more, you know, better option. I don't say better, it's weird. The, the other option, Toad, and then lastly, you've got a Bucky slash Nick Fury Sr. Hoff and the boys definitely leaning Nick Fury Sr. there. So... Tactics cards. All right, so we've got, like I said earlier, Brace, Directive 1, Do You Know Who I Am, Gamma Launch, Helios, Making a Ruckus, Online Operational, Rhino in a China Shop, Smash, and This is a Robbery. So I think 
the Rhino cards, definitely, and Smash, definitely. I think those three, without question, are going to be in this list no matter what. I, I want to add Brace to that as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Brace, for sure. So I'm going to start with one that I think we can drop. And even though we expect to be playing Sentinels most of the time, I kind of think online and operational can go. I, I went the exact opposite. I think Directive 1 can go. See, I like Directive 1. I think Directive 1 is, it's one of those, so for those of you that might not know or haven't played a lot of Sentinels, it's a Sentinels-affiliated card. It's reactive. During the power phase, allied Sentinels characters, so you have to be playing Sentinels characters, may spend one power each. They each can only spend one power. If at least two power was spent this way, you can play this card. Until the end of this round, enemy characters do not benefit from stealth, cannot reroll or modify defense dice, and they, uh, allied characters don't require line of sight to target enemy characters with attacks until the end of the round. So it's really good in, like, with stealth is definitely, that's nice. But not being able to modify your defense dice really comes in handy against certain characters and stuff like that. So, like, saying, mm -hmm. okay, Strange, as an example, you can't modify your defense dice. Okay, uh, Web Warrior people that have... Spider Sense, you can't modify your defense dice now. You know, stuff like that. And, and I think it's really nice and strong. And then the other part of it is the line of sight part. So most of our characters here are pretty close to, to eat, you know, they range two and closer, right? Like, I say closer. There's no range ones, but you know what I mean. So I get the line of sight thing, but for characters like Sentinels, someone like Bob, if we're putting in Bucky, if we're putting in Fury Senior, then I think Directive 1 makes a lot of sense because then you don't have to worry about line of sight. That's true. I do like that, but I do think part of it is that you uh, you only get that on your... Uh, like this, the, the ignoring stealth part doesn't matter for a lot of your characters. Exactly. Except for those. And I wonder if something like um, Marked for Death wouldn't be better. A little bit more flexible yeah you don't have to be running the sentinels to use it that's fair um because typically like i've noticed playing marked for death and when i played directive one in my sentinels build like you kind of just want to do it for like one guy usually like you yeah. want to kill one guy and you save it for them um like a miles or a strange or something yeah um i think a lot of our guys want to either incinerate or just overpower with a huge dice pool um and so I think that we could probably make online and operational marked for death. You mean directive one, make directive one yeah, marked for death. Directive one, make direct. I don't know. What I, I, I'm just saying words right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> make directive one into marked for death. Um, I like online and operational because like we talked about, the sentinels kind of go down pretty quick. Um, it is hard to get, uh, you know, eight power on your prime, but yeah. I think that if you do that, if you're if you're running it and you're you're showing, hey, I've got online and operational, and I'm I'm working towards it, your opponent's like less likely to hit your other sentinels, and they may be more likely to try to overextend for your prime, or to go after someone like Rhino. It's like one of Rhino's issues, right, is that people probably don't want to hit him. Yeah, but if all your hard work's just going to get undone by one card. You're probably like, well, I guess I can hit Rhino because, like, if I don't, he's going to go on a rampage anyway. Yeah. So the reason why online operational is my 
potential drop here. And look, it is it is a deterrent, like you said, but it's so hard to pull off. I have tried many times, and I've gotten it to go once or twice, uh, but what makes it so hard, okay, so Sentinel Prime needs to have eight power. Fine. Sentinel Prime can get that power, but the problem is he wants to be spending his power constantly. Like, in my experience with him, he wants to be spending that power all the time. Now, in this list, you can kind of make an argument for not spending your power on offensive rerolls and stuff because these guys are throwing decently sized dice pools, so you should be able to say, okay, well, you know, uh, Hulkbuster with his six dice should do something. Juggernaut with his one attack that's eight dice should do something. Rhino, Gore should do something. All of that stuff, right? You can kind of maybe save in that way. But then the other part of this. So the other Sentinels have to be within range three of Sentinel Prime. Everything Sentinel Prime does is range four. And remembering that you need to get those guys or Sentinel Prime within range three to use online and operational is, uh, is really tough. I've noticed. True. So I, I don't, we can leave this and drop Directive 1 because I think there's another one that we could drop as well. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. That, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's tough. The Sentinel cards are really are hard to... Are, They're hard Directive to play. Directive 1's easy to use, but it's matchup dependent. Yeah. And online and operational is hard to use. Mm-hmm. So, the other one that I think that we could drop here is making a ruckus. It's the Juggernaut card where when he's targeted, when another ally within range three of Juggernaut is targeted, Juggernaut spends three power, advances short towards the attacking character, and may make a strike attack against it. Yeah. So I don't think we really need that here. Not really. I don't think it gets us anything. I think this becomes your second uh, restricted card. I agree. So I'm going to drop making a ruckus out, and we're going to put in... I don't know what because i've got a lot of uh, like a lot of good options here <laughs> i think yeah may- i think the two i'm looking at are indom and indomitable and patch up yeah so i was thinking indomitable patch up or advanced r&d but again advanced r&d it's one of those like well if you need to have a turn one play for it i don't think you need to do that to make advanced r&d valuable but i can see the argument there so like i, I think it's indomitable honestly because you don't want your people being moved because if they do get moved, not a lot's going to be able to move them. But when they do get moved, it feels bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels bad <laughs> because, like, oh, <laughs> how many how many short movers do we have here? Uh, let's see, Black Dwarf one, Hulk one, but I guess you could argue that Hulk's not really because he has a Gamma Leap. Juggernaut one, but again, argue whatever. Uh, Rhino, all the Sentinels. So like, I think that it would. You don't want to be moved short. <laughs> or medium, or anything else. So, for me, it's Indomitable, but I could see the case for Patch-Up. I, I think Indomitable is the um, is also good because it's like effectively a second brace. Exactly. You got the power for it. Because, uh, again, you don't want your... It doesn't happen often, but you don't want your uh, Sentinels being tossed into each other. Yes. My only issue with Indom is you're not always going to see characters that can move you. Um and sometimes that makes it feel like a dead card, whereas patch up you can use all the time. Yeah. Um, 
But I think that the games where you, you end up using Indom with this list specifically are going to be so good. It you just need it. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that because, it, like you said, it, it's one of those cards where if you're not seeing an Iron Man across the table or or a, a Black Swan or Malekith or whatever, something that can move big boys. If you're not seeing those things across the table, then yeah, okay, cool. You don't take Indomitable and you take something else. But whereas patch up, you're probably going to want it every time, but then you're like, okay, well, I've got to pick three cards. And if those three cards, if we're, we're taking Rhino, well, then I'm probably taking at least one of his two cards. I'm probably taking Smash. So I think it's actually weirdly more flexible to bring Indomitable because you've got enough beef outside of the Sentinels, I feel like, that you can kind of take some hits. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong in thinking that, but I'm putting Indomitable in this list. So, uh, yeah. Other tactics cards that we could uh, change here? I think there's two that I'm looking at. Okay. Uh, one is Helios. Yep. Um, not because I feel like Helios is a bad card, but I look at this list specifically and I think, who's paying for Helios? Yeah. No one wants to spend their power to give Hulkbuster a big attack. Or even Baby um, Tony. Yeah. Like, he, he, like everyone, everyone's too power hungry for this card. And so I feel like you're, it's going to be one of those cards like you put in your list and like you'll probably use it, but you'll never feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you there. I think that this could probably become a lot of things. Mark for death for one, you know, for keeping yeah. directive one and online. Well, I took directive thing one you, out. I took it out. You took them you I, took them both out? No, I took directive one out. Oh, okay. Um I think this could also become Avengers Assemble if you're running the uh, Avengers route. Yep. Cuz that's a good card to have for Avengers. It is. Um and th- or something else that's sort of generic. Because we don't have a whole lot of, uh, um, like yeah. really good generic cards. We're, we have a lot of character specific stuff. I I think something like a Warpath could be interesting. Well, we, yeah, Warpath is good. Warpath's really good with big boys. Yeah, I think Warpath is definitely interesting. I think Face Me becomes interesting, but that's a pretty expensive card. It costs three power. So I don't know if that would be really worth it. Yeah, I don't like face me because you don't want to be taking too many attacks. Right. Um, here's an interesting choice, maybe. Uh, the inspiring monologue, being able to re-roll defense dice because you got to keep these big chonky boys alive. Granted, it's expensive. It's three power, but if you really need it, got to have it. I don't know. Maybe that's something. Is that How long does inspiring monologue last? Inspiring monologue says... Any allied character may spend three power to play this card. Choose another allied character. That character may re-roll any number of its defense dice this round. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably better if you're using it on someone like Hulkbuster or Juggernaut or yeah. uh, one of the ones that or, or Rhino, that, yep. uh, like your Sentinels. All right. So my other one here, we talked about it earlier in the show. Is this where Mission Objective comes in? Yes, I think so. I think, I think so. this is mission objective. I think this is mission objective because you said you had another one, right? 
Yes, I have one more that I don't like. Okay. So we'll um, put Mission Objective in here. Yeah, I like Mission Objective a lot. I'm glad you thought of it. Uh, my other question mark one is Gamma Launch. Um, Gamma Launch used to be really cool. Uh, but now it has to be done during Hulk's activation. Mm-hmm. And I don't think in this list, your Hulk wants to spend his activation spending three power to move one of your other dudes range five. Like it's a really big distance. It's really funny to throw a Sentinel prime uh, range five. Uh, but where are you going to throw this big boy where they don't just get dogpiled? Yeah. Well, so so here's the thing. I, I think Gamma Launch is interesting, and here's why. Because you are likely going to be playing much taller than your opponent with a list like this. So mm-hmm. you're probably going to have access to passes, right? That might slow down your extract objective game a little bit, but, uh, you know, I think with a list like this, you're not really worried about it. So you pass a couple of times, you activate somebody, you activate somebody, and then with your last two activations, you activate Hulk and Gamma Launch a Rhino or whoever, and then you activate Hulk or that character and just go ham on the characters that have already activated. Yeah, you could do that, but at the same time, that's using Hulk's entire stack round one, and now he's only going to be able to like hop or throw something round two. Oh, I know it. It definitely and he can't feels pick anything bad. up. But it's interesting. It is very interesting. Um, I think it's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if I had to drop another card, this would be the card I drop just because it's not as flexible as it used to be. It's a lot harder to right. get usage out of. Okay. So if you were going to replace gamma launch, is this where Warpath comes in? I could see Warpath. They, they fill very similar roles. Yeah. Yeah, I think Warpath is is probably a really interesting one. And uh, again, for those of you that might not know Warpath, because I didn't read it earlier, it is an unaffiliated card, and it's reactive, and it says, after an attack that damaged an allied character is resolved, the damaged character spends one power and advance toward the attacking character. So it has to be an attack, so it's not like if you could take damage from a throw or if you get thrown, that won't count. It has to be an attack. However, it is one that's like, okay, cool, you just attacked me while well, I'm coming back and I'm getting closer and now I'm within range two and you're super dead. So I think that's definitely a, a possibility here. Yeah. Anything else that you think would be viable? I... Not sure. Um, again, Avengers Assemble would be cool here uh, if you're running that route. Um, yeah. Other than that, though, not really. Um, recalibration matrix. Safety, recalibration matrix. We talked about Face Me. Yeah. Fallback is cool, but I think Warpath's better for us. For this, yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm just looking at, I'm, I'm going through the list right now. Yeah, same. And- and- so all of that to say, like, I I think there's a case for Gamma Launch, and this is one where the suits out there should try out, if they're wanting to try this list, try out Gamma Launch. See how that feels. What I talked about, like, okay, pass, pass, pass. All right, activate, activate, and then Hulk throws the Rhino or the Juggernaut or whoever, 
and and into their line and and just goes ham. So try that out. See how that feels, right? And then, okay, you don't like that? Try out Warpath here and see how that feels. I think that could be something fun or Recalibration Matrix. I think Recalibration Matrix and Warpath are like 1A, 1B for the replacement of this because Recalibration Matrix is going... It, is a really good card when you're trying to have big swings, which is what mm -hmm. I think this list is trying to do, is just big swings. So, yeah. Also funny, if you do keep Directive 1 in and you use Recalibration Matrix, your opponent doesn't reroll, right? Also fun. Yes. <laughs> uh, so the last thing we need to talk about are Crisis Selections, and we do kind of got to hurry up because we are running a little bit along on time here. But uh, in this whole new world of crisis craziness, I'm going to go ahead and say I think you want everything to be clumped up as much as possible. Yes. And I think, mm, like, I don't love our 15, but I think Gamma really seems really seems like a good one here. Uh, that one's good. I also like Sword Base because everything's very... Very in. Yes, the new sword base I really love, but I don't love our 15. Uh, I like Deadly Meteors. Yep, Deadly Meteors, definitely. I think anything um, in, that's like a, a Intrusions is another I was one. I say Intrusions, yeah. Like, so, so if I had to narrow it down to three, Intrusions is my top choice. Yeah. Intrusions, number one. And then I think Deadly Meteors, because I like the 17 better than the 15. Mm-hmm. And then sword, but sword feels bad because like if you do get pushed, oof. True. So uh, gamma may be better, but uh, also the nice thing about gamma now is you don't just randomly lose sometimes, right? Well, uh, so what about it's this? more fighty? What about demons? You don't. You're, our guys don't want to be incinerated. Yeah, but we don't have to worry about being incinerated. We we let them get incinerated, and then beat the crap out of them. Like, we that is a that is a possibility. It's just a little risky. It is risk. It is big risk. So let's go with gamma for now. So we'll have a fifteen to seventeen and a nineteen. I kind of like that. Yeah, we got a good spread. It doesn't really show our hand as much. Yeah, yeah. So I like that. All right. So cool. Uh, that was a very quick way to determine secure crisis. <laughs> but I I feel like it, it just makes sense, right? You want to brawl. You want to to force people into you and like, okay, cool. If someone's standing out there on a wing, they're not scoring, but they're all, and, and like, okay, they're going to plink you away, but you've got to, got to make them come to you a little bit here, I think, and accept the fact that you're going to take some damage. Yeah. All right. So here's the hard one though. Extract crisis. Uh, so the two that, I, that pop out to me are Montesi. Yep. Because uh, our Sentinels really like it. Yep. Because they get better. Uh, we have a lot of ways to defend against an extra beam. Yes. Um, Paranoia Pummel's Populous might be cool. So I thought about that, but I think that it can really get out of hand with the scoring. Like, I know it's only one point extra, but, like, I feel like you're going to really be down on the extracts in this list and having four with... So, like, let's just do the math on this, right? Let's say... Your your big boys get one, and then the opponent gets three, and then they are able to get that bonus point. That's four to one. 
on extracts, and that's assuming you even get that one on paranoia. True. So, like, then if, if you don't even have one of them, that's five points around. That's true. That's a little risky. And, and that, that can snowball really quick. So I don't think that's the best option for us. I think, I think the new alien ship is interesting. You know? Because there's like three, yeah. Yeah, and like, okay, cool. If, they, if, the, if your big chonky boys take a damage that's not the worst, like I don't love it because you're probably going to be rolling that every turn, but it's only fails and wilds that you take the damage and you're probably not going to be within range two of your friends, but you will be within range two of your enemies. Keep your enemies close. Exactly. So like it's for those of you who might not have this card right in front of you during the cleanup phase, each character with three or more power holding a power core rolls three dice for each fail and wild in the result. The character holding the power core and all characters within range two of it suffer one damage. So, again, the idea being we're going to be close in there. You know, Rhino's got his place. Juggernaut has his range two attack. The Sentinels have range three, but they, you know, they're usually a little closer. And then you've got Black Dwarf, who's all range two stuff. Uh, So, like, you're going to be close to your opponent, but you also need to think about being away from your friends. And so clumping up your opponent while you stay just outside of that range too so you don't take the damage and then you know maybe your opponent doesn't have any access to displace you then something like this could be interesting if you play into web warriors it could be a problem because they can displace everybody but the sentinels and juggernaut i guess but you know Mm -hmm. it's interesting i don't know i think i think alien ship is is definitely in for me i like that one um the other one, I know we don't like 15, but research stage. It's got to be research, yeah. You just want to fight it out. And and you don't have to play your affiliated Sentinels in this. You can just take Sentinel Prime and then whatever else and, and feel pretty solid on this. Like, okay, cool. You want the evac point? Come and get it. Right? Yeah. And, and like, Sentinels are also just good on this if you like want to take sentinels <laughs> yes they are can confirm that they're pretty solid on the research station and uh yeah i mean other than that i don't think there's any maybe the new scrolls maybe but like i think that helps your your opponent also with the push and all that stuff so like mm-hmm. yeah i think we've got it yeah. here so for the crises selections we've got secure crisis are intrusions deadly meteors and gamma wave Extract Crisis, Montessi, Alien Ship, and Research Station. So, yeah, and I think that a lot of opponents won't necessarily want to play at 15 either. So even if you pull one of your 15s, there's a good chance you won't be playing at that threat value. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think we've locked this list in, Merzane. What about you? I think it seems good. Yeah, I think it seems solid. So, suits out there, let us know if you try this list. I would love to hear your feedback and um, if you want to find this list I'll put it in the roster talk section of the house party protocol discord so if you're a member there you can check that out and if you want to find out how to be a member you can go to patreon.com slash house party protocol and for as little as a dollar a month or 12 bucks a year you can come and join our little 
slice of the internet where I got to say it's pretty wonderful, pretty great. And, uh, you know, everyone over there is, is awesome, fun, kind, sometimes snarky, but in the fun, kind and good way. You know what I mean? And, uh, it's, it's always a great time over there. And, and I really love what that community has become. And I want to say, I appreciate every one of the suits that are a part of the Patreon program and every one of the suits that, uh, has decided to stick with me for this whole time, or if you're newer here for the amount of time that you've been here, I hope that you have enjoyed it and that you're not only getting, uh, some information, but you're also getting entertained because that's what I certainly go for around here. And again, shout out to the Andrew Voth for winning the giveaway. And again, suits just uh, keep it locked right here for more fun stuff coming throughout the year. Like I said, we've got a, a new house party protocol league that we're going to start up. I think it's going to be a lot of fun and I think we're going to try to incorporate some fun little goofy mechanics in there and just see what's what's what. And and it'll be just a, a fun fun thing to start off 2023 with. And I'm I'm very excited to do that. And uh, also, don't forget to check out battlekiwi.com if you have not already. You can use promo code PARTYKIWI for 10% off your first order with them. And uh, highly recommend their battle box. They have a lot of other stuff too, but specifically the battle box. If you're going to events or you need uh, something to keep your models and your cards and everything kind of organized in, it is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And I cannot recommend it enough. So definitely go check that out. And uh, yeah, suits, it's about to be a new year. Please do me a favor leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice if you're able to. You know, five stars, definitely awesome. If you don't feel like it's worth five stars, let me know why. I, I need to know how I can improve House Party Protocol, and, and I want to, to make this as good of a piece of content as I can for everyone out there. And also, going forward, let me know what you want to see from this channel. Like, I have some, some ideas and, and some stuff I, I want to get going with, and, you know, we want to get move into YouTube a little more like I, I tried to do earlier this year, and, and that's going to definitely make a thing happen. And, and just in general, like I want to, I want to be a part of this community and a part of the MCP community. And I want to make this as, as much for, for everyone out there as it is for me. And, uh, yeah, if you want more HPP, more will and friends, (laughs) let me know what I can do for you guys. And, uh, the last thing I'm going to say, and I, I should be doing this more often, but I don't do it all the time. I got to give a verbal shout out to the Mark V suits over there at our Patreon. I, you guys are awesome. I, I can't believe it. It's just totally amazing that y'all, some of y'all have been with me for so long. And to the newer ones, like this is just incredible. And I, I can't say how much I appreciate it. It's amazing. So we got Anthony, Benjamin, Brian, Carl, Dakota, David, Eric, and Eric. Jeff, John, Joseph, Josh, Josiah, Lexa, Matt, Michael, Nathan, Nathan, Randall, Scott, Sean, and Will. Thank all of y'all so much, and, and I, I really appreciate it. And to all the suits out there, you know, it's constantly just, man, it's awesome. I just, I, I it's amazing. And to, to finish off 2022, I want to leave you all with a message of just hope you've had a a great holiday season 
And uh, Merzane, where can people find you? You can find me on the Gamers Guild podcast, where we talk about Marvel Crisis Protocol. And that's pretty much it. We just talk about Marvel Crisis Protocol. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a, it's a good time over there. And uh, yeah, I uh, I got to say, Merzane, it's been a great 2022. And I look forward to next year hanging out with you at events and doing stuff. And maybe some of my free time will open up a little bit for uh, for more fun stuff like this. So, uh, so yeah. Hopefully we'll get to see more see each other more at events. Maybe we'll actually get to play in person in 2023. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Party on, Merzane. Party on, Will. And power down suits. <laughs> <laughs>